This is the MBK Beat with Mark Kishevsky from MBK and Associates, Inc., your place for finding all you need to know about life insurance and how you can get more of your money. Recorded live here in Buffalo, New York, it's time for the MBK Beat with Mark Kishevsky. Hey, folks. It's another edition of the MBK Beat podcast where we talk all things life insurance. I'm here with Mark Kishevsky. How are we doing today, Mark? Great. Thanks for asking. That's good to hear. We know that the bills are obviously in another another week, but we're here on another week to talk life insurance. So as much as we'd love to talk to bills, we got some work to do today. And today we're talking about personal and business disability income planning strategies. And that might sound very confusing, and that's what we're here to do is essentially explain some of these things at a, at a little bit higher level, help, help the viewer understand what they could or can't could or couldn't be doing with their existing life insurance or business disability uh, insurance and just provide value for you. And hopefully, you know, you enjoy the show. And if you do, let someone know. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts or on YouTube. Obviously, we want to bring value to anyone here in Western New York. But if there's anyone else, you know, Mark can obviously help them as well. So I guess we'll get right into it. Um, Personal and business disability income planning strategies. And I know the playbook you sent me had quite a bit of plays, but what's sort of the one one first thing we got to get, get in the heads of the viewer today? Well, you know, the, the mindset that we come from is that when people are, you know, doing financial planning, and insurance is obviously a big part of it, uh, we look at what are the four risks you need to plan for? One is living too long, the other one, which is a retirement planning strategy. The other one is dying too soon, obviously a life insurance issue, um, becoming disabled, or uh, an emergency where you need money uh, today. So those are the you know those are four basic uh, contingencies or risks. We all have to learn how to manage when we're doing financial planning. It's not just about what's our return and what funds we're in. That makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, how does this sort of, as we look at life insurance and those those four really laid it out, you know, living too long, dying too soon, possibly some form of, you know, accident that may leave leave someone disabled or, you know, catastrophe or emergency Obviously, we don't want that to happen to anyone listening, but we know fate fate loves the fearless. And one thing I was sort of looking at was just in terms of eligibility, for the viewer, what do they need to know as far as who is who is this for? Is this, is this for the business owner? Is this for the common person? Well, yeah, let's, you know, I'd, I'd put it into three different groups. There are individuals who are, you know, in an employee situation, business owners, and uh, professionals by training, you know, doctors, lawyers, attorneys, accountants, dentists, etc. Um, so those are the three individuals, or three groups that, you know, uh, people in our industry target uh, for uh, this type of coverage to manage that risk. Uh, starting with individuals, most individuals uh, who are employed, uh, employees, typically they have statutory benefits. Uh, state disability, maybe some supplemental disability on top of the very basic benefit, which won't pay your bills, uh, and maybe some supplemental coverage, but it only lasts for you know a period of six months. Uh, 
additionally, they may they may have a group plan, or they may not. And then ultimately, if they're permanently disabled, and I mean permanently disabled, they are eligible for Social Security disability. And that's very hard to get, though. Um, that's 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 not something you you say. Well, I've got that covered. That's not that's not what that's for. Um, that's for catastrophic illnesses. Uh, so that's what individuals you know get. And if I'm talking to an individual who happens to be an employee, I'll I'll be dealing with a business, and we'll have a plan in place, and they make it available to the employees. You know, it's basically we're trying to you know at the end of the day, all benefits. We're trying to provide about sixty percent or 65% of your gross income, which is really your net income, which is what people live on to pay your bills if you get sick. And the reality is, if you're out of work for at least 30 days, you're probably going to be out of work for two years. Uh, most disabilities, 90% of all disabilities are over with two years. You're either dead or back to work in two years. And now, when it becomes a business situation, let's talk about professionals. If it's a professional situation, uh, that's a little different animal. You may not have some of those statutory benefits because you may be self-employed, and you may, may or may not be covered by uh, DBL if you're a, you know, a sole proprietor or whatnot. But uh, uh, for a professional, many professional groups now, they will have group coverage. And uh, you know, I can, for example, take my son along who's a physician, and he's got his base salary covered at 60%. Uh, by the way, he makes about double what his base salary is because he does a lot of overtime. So 70% of his income isn't covered. And the half that is covered, that 60% becomes 30% because it's only half of his income, it's taxable. So he's only going to get maybe 20% of his income. And I can assure you, his wife, or my daughter, spends more than 20% of his income. <laughs> okay. And you know that's just that's the that's their life. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have uh, provided supplemental individual coverage to make sure he's covered that sixty percent of his income uh, after tax. And uh, you know you can do the math and figure out. And, and insurance carriers know this. This is all part of the under, the, the the qualification. Uh, insurance carriers know. Okay, this is your son-in-law. This is what he's making. This is what he's getting. And most carriers are targeting will insure up to 60 to 65% of gross income. And then they do the math and net out any other benefits and tax on those benefits and say, okay, you can buy this much more. So for individuals, it's somewhat the same thing. They may or may not have coverage. If they do, it's taxable. But, you know, are you covering 60 to 65% of your net income or your gross income? Do you have your net income covered? So that's where individual disability comes in, in on top of a group or what they call long-term disability. Now, uh, well, before I get off professionals, so professionals, and I'm dealing with a case right now. This is a doctor. We're doing an audit on all their coverages, including the disability coverage. And she really didn't know all the coverages she had. She's a cardiologist, does extremely well. And, you know, so we, we have individual coverages, she has, and she has group coverage. And... Uh, you know, she's where she needs to be, um, but, you know, she wasn't aware of what to say, how much she had or what she was paying for, which is kind of interesting. But so we've, we've done that. Now, there comes a limit, an overall limit, that in group insurance and individual carriers will issue. 
In other words, once the benefit gets over twenty or $30,000 a month, and these are for high-income individuals, and let me tell you, specialties in the medical profession, uh, litigation attorneys, they're making serious money. And the reality with those people is that's their biggest asset, is their ability to earn that income. It's the golden goose that creates all the golden eggs. And uh, I tell them, if, if you're not buying the maximum amount of coverage, an insurance company carriers will, will give you to insure that asset, that income-producing asset that took you years to make. And, uh, you know, if you had a heart attack or a stroke in your car accident, you could be done. And you, you brought up the good point of the golden goose and uh, the golden goose laying the golden eggs and, and that sort of eye-opening to me in, in the sense of, you know, you worked so hard to essentially make yourself that valuable to so many people. Would you, if you were to step outside of yourself, would you ensure, uh, you know, an object or a, a possession, you would probably ensure something that reached that level of value over, over so much time why wouldn't you insure yourself for, for those around right. you? Yeah, well, that's a good question. But um, uh, so my, you know, uh, my I advocate, if that's your, you know, especially for professionals, you want to insure your asset to, to the maximum you can get. And that leads to one other coverage. We, we've talked about individual and group coverage. But then there's something called jumbo or excess coverage. We typically go to Lloyd's of London for that. Where for you've got to, you know, if we're only going to be able to insure up to twenty or maybe thirty thousand dollars a month, but you're a uh, an orthopedic surgeon making, you know, hundred thousand dollars a month. Well, we can't insure we can't insure seventy percent of your income, but you can go and get a. And these aren't inexpensive, but you can get a, you can go through Lloyd's and cover that income on a similar basis. So you, now we're talking about three types of. Plans, plans, individual group, and jumbo or excess lines disability for professionals. And, by the way, high-paid executives as well. Uh, I've done plans like that. Uh, so you can layer three types of plans in there. So there's individuals and that's professionals. Now, if I could, um, let me move on to business owners. Absolutely. Because that's another, that's a whole other, that's an interesting situation. And I talk to business owners, especially in closely held businesses, is that, um, uh, it's a two-edged sword. You know, you're you're in charge of all the cash flow. You're running the business. If something happens to you, something's going to probably you know the cash flow could be impacted, and the business could be impacted. And uh, so this is only just about replacing your salary, but it's maintaining uh, uh, the sustainability of the business. So I'm a big believer in advocating uh, uh, maximizing business owners. A personal disability with individual and group coverage, and if, if need be, a jumbo excess lines coverage, because what allows them to do is take themselves off the payroll, leave that cash flow uh, to cover expenses, and you know maintain the viability of the business. Uh, so that it's a little, it gets a little more you know uh, involved at, at the business level, in my opinion. Uh, moving forward on that area, in small closely held businesses where you have, you know, 10 or 12 or 15 employees or five, uh, have a lot of situations, well, what happens? When the business owner gets disabled, okay, you may, we, we take you off the payroll and we're paying your disability benefits. What about your expenses? Because typically, and I've been disabled more than once, and uh, at one point I had three locations, 60 employees, $100,000 of overhead, 
And when I got disabled and I was out of work six months, surgery, uh, the bills kept coming, but the income reduced. So I, you know, took myself off payroll. I was getting a benefit, uh, disability benefits. Uh, but I also had something called business overhead expense coverage, which provided my business another $20,000 a month to cover overhead expenses, which I incurred. My, my, my cash flow went down by about $20,000 a month when I wasn't there. Okay? So this maintained my cash flow uh, in profitability. And... Uh, uh, that's a coverage that a lot of business owners aren't aware of. So, you know, that, that's a fourth coverage that we talk about, and that kicks in very early. It pays for a year or two. It's a deductible expense, but, you know, if you're not there, insurance carrier walks in to reimburse you for your expenses up to whatever level of coverage you have. Now, um, two other business coverages that uh, I talk about, uh, actually there's three other ones. Um, uh, one would be, disability buy-out or buy-sell insurance. And I do a lot of corporate life insurance for professional groups and business owners where they have partners. And, you know, you typically have a buy-out arrangement. Now, what happens? What happens if we die, become disabled, retire, quit, are fired, in terms of termination or various contingencies? And those are typically referred to as buy-sell agreements. And most of those agreements are insured with life insurance. So if you and I are in business, Greg, and our, we determine the business is worth a million dollars, we sit down with our attorney, put an agreement together that if something happens and either you or I die, uh, we get a, you, know, you get a half million dollars to buy me out, buy my estate out, and you own the business. My estate gets my equity share in the business. Pretty standard, frankly, in, in business planning. Very rarely do the business owners think about covering disability. Which, by the way, is multiple. If you think if you want to cover the contingency in case I die, my chance of getting disabled is five or six times greater than dying. Multiple times. So if that makes sense, uh, you can buy a contract that will fund the buyout at disability. And it does one other thing that's very important, because I've had half a dozen buyout claims in my career. And... I've also had some, uh, some issues, buyouts happen, where there was no coverage in effect. And the issue there is, uh, you and I are in business, we have, and typically the, the attorney will put all these contingencies in the agreement, I don't die, I get disabled, and the reality is if I'm disabled, I want to come back to work, all right? And you want me to come back to work, and we'll keep you on the payroll or keep paying the benefits. Well, a year goes by and I'm not there. Then a year and a half goes by and two years goes by. And after a while, you say, you know, Mark, I don't think you're coming back. And you know, I'm splitting all the profits and doing all the work. we got to work out an arrangement, but you have no money to pay me. And oh, by the way, I'm telling you, I'm not disabled. I can come back to work or, you know, you know it, gets to be a, it gets to be a very sticky situation financially, legally, practically. And the advantage of having this contingency, which is typically in the agreement covered with insurance, is number one, the money's there to buy me out. And number two, you're not determining whether I'm disabled. I'm not determining whether you're disabled. Our attorney is not determining whether I'm disabled. The insurance company is determining. And if they say, Mark, you're disabled, and if you trigger the agreement, we'll provide Greg the money to buy you out. It's, it's really, it has tremendous value in the business planning process. 
Um, uh, so, you know, personal disability, group disability, jumbo disability, overhead expense, business buyout. Uh, the, other, the other two products, they're not available in New York, but I do business outside of New York with clients outside of New York, is you can indemnify business loans and also key persons if they become disabled uh, to pay off the loan while you're disabled, to... Um, uh, to um, uh, you know, indemnify uh, your key man to buy, get some money for a replacement. Uh, one uh, caveat I will mention in New York, under business expense overhead coverage, you can include uh, business loans to the, to the limitations on the policy. Um, and finally, and this is one, this, this applies to any business owner or professional. Uh, so let's say I'm a professional and I'm making 500000 a year, 40000 a month. And uh, my practice is putting away, you know, thirty, forty thousand a year in my pension plan. I get disabled. Not only does my income stop, and I'm forty-eight years old, my pension contributions are done. It's done because you're not making money for the organization anymore. Right, so therefore, right, you right. don't get that. You don't get that. Feedback. So, uh, in addition to covering your professional income, you can go to insurance carriers and buy. Um, pension disability coverage that will continue to fund whatever level of contribution that was being funded for me or by me until I turn 65. So I'll have a full pension. Huge. So, I mean, everybody thinks disability. Oh, I've got coverage at work or, you know, I'll buy some this individual coverage or, you know, I don't need it or whatever. But there's a lot there to talk. There's a lot to, there's a lot to unpack there, as they say mm. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the one obvious, you know, big, big, big thing in 2020 and now in 2021 with the pandemic and obviously all the health issues and things that people have gone through in the last year or so, you know, that's clearly an, an, an influential factor when you're talking about these large sums of money, whether it's at the professional level, individual, or even, you know, a business owner, it, it becomes clear that, you know, people in these professions are so passionate in what they do and they're so busy building that value of, of who they are and what they do and what they represent that this stuff probably would fall to the wayside and become somewhat of a, you know, an afterthought when they're so busy, you know, continuing the grind and continuing building what they've done. The one thing I was going to ask was sort of, in terms of from your professional, you know, background and experience, obviously we've talked about several different plays in this playbook and not everything is going to fit into someone's mold, but I was just looking at the, the differences between a business specific to business owners. How would something may look to a younger, maybe 35 to 45 business owner Versus maybe the aging business owner that's that has a lot more money invested in a lot more employees, maybe a larger company, maybe more experience. What does that look like if you were to differ, you know, maybe one playbook for a younger business owner versus something that might fit better for, for me, a more seasoned? That's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, typically uh, a business owner goes through uh, at least three phases. One is, you know, startup and survival then growth, and then maturity, you know, and real profitability. And uh, for the business owner starting out, once, you, once, once you've got a, 
you've been in business one to two years. Uh, you probably, you've, you know, you have a record of income, whatever it is. You can start looking at disability and overhead. You have a record of income and expenses. So you have to, you know, you've got to get through the first year or two. And then when you're at that point, you can start looking at basic disability and overhead coverages. And, and uh, once you've established some value and you have partners, you're probably looking at a, some type of buy-sell coverage, both life insurance and disability. And then, uh, you know, once you get to maturity, uh, then, you know, then you're looking at ways to, to monetize it. And uh, you can actually use your buy-sell life insurance to monetize it. But that's a whole other discussion for another podcast. Yeah, yeah, well, we, we'll have to save that. That's, that's really fascinating. And obviously, once again, that's what we're here to do is just sort of bridge, bridge the, the, the communication gap and sort of open this, this discussion up. But obviously any viewers out there, this conversation will be a lot different with you and Mark and not me and Mark. And, and, and that, that the one big thing that I've taken away from this is, is every case. And I've heard you use the word case uh, several times now, every case is different. And whether you're a divorce attorney or a cardiologist or a lawyer in a different, you know, sector, it, it all comes down to you're busy, you're busy making money, you have a lot of it. And that takes on another responsibility and seeing that growth, you know, startup growth maturity. I don't think it really matters what industry you're in. I think that's a sort of you know, that's a path that anyone would be proud of, whether they own the business or they're an individual. And I think it's clear that as we as we get older and, and more mature and, and more successful, you have more of a responsibility to your own work to protect it. Yeah, can I make a comment there? Because you, you bring up a good point. I, in closing, I would make two points. You know, first, if you know, for an individual who's not a professional or business owner, in other words, an employee who's not self-employed, you should find out what your benefits are, and if you're short, you should sit down with somebody to take a look at them. And it's not that complicated. Frankly, it's not all that expensive. You can dial up benefits and waiting periods and benefit periods, and typically people can get get coverage that fits in their budget. You know, you don't have to buy the the Mercedes. You can buy the Chevy, and the Chevy will get you to work and take care of 90, 98% of the issues. So that's that's for individuals, for for professionals and business owners, and, and essentially, you know, one is professionally trained and everything is essentially income based. With a business owner, you're building, uh, you know, uh, uh, intrinsic value as well as an income stream. Um, but it's the same. It's the same. It's the same issue. The same mindset. They're so busy developing their expertise and, and ex- executing at a high level. It takes years to get there. It's a lot of work. You know, this, the, nobody's an overnight success. And uh, this kind of gets lost in the shuffle. And everybody talks about having a lawyer, an accountant, a banker. Well, let me tell you, I really believe we need to be at that table because I'm the only person who's going to sit there and say, what are you going to do? And if you don't think this can happen to you, Put it in writing, because I've settled myriad death claims, almost a hundred disability claims, hundreds of de- uh, literally hundreds of death claims in my career, and you know nobody. In some cases, you, you know, there's 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 illness and whatnot, but most of the time, nobody sees this coming. I didn't, and uh, um, 
when it happens, it's too late. And, you know, you know, prudence, you know, successful people, uh, you know, uh, are typically prudent. And uh, they just, you know, this gets lost in the shuffle. And our job is to sit at the table and, you know, look people in the face and be very honest and, you know, not, not back down in terms of the problem. That's a problem. What are you going to do about it? Don't tell me I'm not going to get disabled. I'll take care of it tomorrow. I'll take care of it next year. We get paid to get people to deal with these problems. Solutions, we got all kinds of solutions, and we can do a good job. And that's what I spent, you know, almost 40 years learning. But it's, you got a problem. We're here to help you. Do you want to address it? We'll work with your advisors. And uh, that's my final comment today. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think that the kind of the the ball of yarn, or you know, the the uh, the, the wires behind the TV, they're not gonna they're not gonna organize themselves, right? Uh, it's like mo money, mo problems. I think I guess for some some people. But listen, I, it's been an awesome episode. We'll 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 be back again. You know, I think this has been extremely successful. I, once again, we're available on Apple Podcasts and also on YouTube if you want to watch and see our see our mugs. But always listen. I love listening to podcasts in the car. I think that this has been extremely valuable to anyone out there, whether you're an individual, professional, or business owner. Get in touch with Mark at MBK Inc. if you want to learn more. Other than that, unless you have any closing arguments, go Bills. Go Bills. All right. We'll see you, folks. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, folks. Thank you. 